Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's Let's start start with with Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. If you'd like to just get all cozy, I've got another great story for you today, and it's a true one. It's about the Harrison family. If you've been a longtime listener of Shades of the Afterlife, you know that on rare occasion, I talk about physical mediumship. And often you've heard a gentleman named Eric speak through trance medium, Scott Milligan. Scott Milligan is also one of these rare physical mediums walking planet Earth today. I don't talk about it much because it is the hardest to believe form of mediumship that exists. Most of it is done in the dark or with just a red light on. And so it's very easy for the skeptical mind to say, this is impossible. Even for yours truly, I had to experience it to believe it. Back in the day, this was the form of mediumship in the world. Families would get together. They'd sing They'd create this joyous harmony for the spirit world to show up. And how they would show up usually would be in one of the people in the room could begin speaking in trance. On rare occasion, physical phenomena would happen. They had cone-shaped pieces of cardboard or wood, and they would levitate, and often voices would come out of them. Back around 2016, 2017, when I first witnessed physical mediumship, I had the pleasure of also meeting a lovely lady named Anne Harrison. Anne gave a presentation about her husband, Tom Harrison's circle with his family when he was young. Tom passed into the spirit world around 2010, I believe. So now Anne has been sharing his story. I have a very old video of Tom talking about the circle 
and some of the things that happened. The audio quality is too poor to play here, but I've had it transcribed, so I will do my very best to tell you Tom's story in his own words. Throughout the internet now, there are pictures of some of these people that had materialized during these circles. They look a little ghost-like. You'll see a face and a body that is shrouded in a white cloth. And the term ectoplasm was something I was so afraid to talk about because it just seems so Ghostbuster-like. But little did I know till I did the research that Dan Aykroyd, who wrote and starred in the movie Ghostbusters, his grandfather took part in these seances where the dead would walk again. I know it's hard to believe, but it's one of these great stories that if I didn't pay honor to the Harrison family and the Saturday Night Club, I would be disappointed in myself. Right now on planet Earth, are there physical mediums out there demonstrating? There may be a handful of them. I do know Scott Milligan is one of them, but it's very rare that you can see a demonstration. I do have a page about him on my website, wedontdie.com. And just click on the Scott page. Something you may be interested in after you hear this episode is learning how to start one of these circles yourself. He and I recorded a guide to home circles. So today, this is the story of the home circle held in Middlesbrough in England with the amazing physical medium named Minnie Harrison, who is Tom's mom. She was a rare and exceptional physical medium. And she was used by the spirit world to materialize hundreds of ectoplasmic spirit people, babies included. Her son, Tom Harrison, was a member of that circle. And for 30 years prior to his passing, he traveled extensively giving talks and lectures about the reality of the spirit world and home circles and the afterlife and brought healing and comfort to hundreds, if not thousands of people. In Tom's words, he says, the circle started in 1946 after serving seven years in the army. My mom and dad and my wife Doris at the time went round to Sid and Gladys's house on a Saturday night, purely on a social call. But after two or three weeks, Sid said one night, why don't we have a circle? So he said, yeah, why not? We were spiritualists, after all, and my mother at the time had developed into a trance medium. My mom and my father, Joe, agreed. Mom was about 51 years old. At that point, she was a deep control trance medium, which meant that she completely went to sleep in the trance state. In that state, she had no idea what was happening, and we told her afterwards what had occurred. We began with just the six of us sitting in our parlor. Within a short time, Gladys' mother joined us as her husband, Sam, had passed away only a few months earlier. After about seven or eight months, Mr. Britton Jones joined us, and he was a surgeon and the superintendent of the Middleford General Hospital, where Doris served her time as a nurse. So eventually, that was eight of us. And we called ourselves the Saturday Night Club because we met on Saturday night. I tell you this story, not relying on my memory. You see, I have two large books, which I recorded every session and exactly what happened. What you are about to hear may seem impossible. It may boggle the mind. And often people think it's fraudulent because it is so rare, extremely rare. But let me assure you, that everything you hear happened. I was there. And I'm not telling you something about someone else. I'm telling you something that has happened to me. I experienced all these things between 1946 and 1954 and our home circle in Middlesbrough with my mother, Minnie Harrison, as the medium. Let me start by telling you the difference between mental phenomena and physical phenomena. Mental psychic phenomena is where there is a medium, and that medium is nothing more than a television set or a radio set. Mental mediums 
pick up radio waves and television waves that go through the air. This kind of medium picks up spiritual vibrations, the psychic energy, either from you or from the spirit people who are around us. And they are around us, and they're around us all the time. They don't interfere with our lives. They don't tell us what to do, but they're there to help us when we need it. Mental mediums are often clairvoyant, meaning they can see spirit people. They can see them either objectively or they see them as a little kind of picture in their mind. Clairaudience, they hear. That means they can hear the spirit people talking to them. With physical phenomena, it happens in the room, in the circle, a group like we are. If it happened here, everybody in the room sees it and hears it. It is absolutely physical. My mother was brought up in a spiritualist family and was a medium all of her life in various ways. By the time I left the army in 1946, after World War II, she had developed into a trance medium. As I said earlier, a trance medium is where a person seems to go to sleep. A spirit person can take over and use their body and speak to you, being an entirely different person than the medium. That is often called a trance control. My mother was controlled by her sister in spirit. Her name was Mrs. Abbott, but she was Aunt Ag to us. And you'll hear about Aunt Ag, and I have many pictures of Aunt Ag. When she was alive, she was a medium too. She had her own home circle, a trumpet circle. I'll explain about the trumpet soon. I'm coming to it. And she passed over in 1942 and was in the spirit world about four years before working with my mother. The empathy between my mother and Aunt Ag was tremendous. My mother could be sitting in her chair and she would do this all the time. Her eyes would close and suddenly there would be a smile on her face. Mom had let go and Aunt Ag would take over in the communications. It was simple as that. We were very, very fortunate and privileged to have Aunt Ag as a medium in our circle. Was Aunt Ag the only guide that controlled my mother? Oh, no, no. My mother's main guide was a North American Indian called Sunrise, who, in effect, was the doorkeeper for the circle, making sure on the spirit side that mischievous spirits didn't come in. He could be likened, of course, to Aunt Ag's guide, Running Water, who did the same for Aunt Ag's circles when she was alive. We were told by the Native American to sit for trumpet phenomena, that we would achieve it. And we thought, well, there's no way we could get trumpet phenomena. Oh, of little faith, as I always say. But we did. We made a couple of trumpets. I made one cardboard, one tin, one out of wood, and we put little spots of luminescent paints on the end of each trumpet so we could see where it was at any time in the room and if it was moving. The third night, the third sitting, while we were in the dark, not a lot happened. We sang bright and cheerful songs, and when the light came on, Sid picked up the cardboard trumpet, looked under it, and said, Who put that there? Mind you, there were only six of us back then. Which one of you was it? On the floor, under the trumpet, was a small white flower blossom, just like a cherry blossom. We each claimed we didn't put it there. This, we learned, was our very first apport. An apport is a material thing, a physical thing, like a watch, a bell, a piece of paper, anything that's brought into the room without physical contact. The spirit world can dematerialize it and rematerialize it in the room. All right, my friends, this is the perfect time to take our first break. And then we'll be back with more stories from Tom Harrison and his Saturday Night Club, the things that happened in that room and the people that showed up from the spirit world. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stay right 
right there. There's more Sandra coming right up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot shades. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Take us with you anywhere. This is the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Happy holidays from all of us at the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now, back to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. I'm telling the words of Tom Harrison, whose mother was one of the most famous physical mediums in the world. Her name was Minnie, and they sat in a home circle in the 1940s into the 50s. Their very first sign from the spirit world was getting a small apport, which was just a petal of a flower that was underneath one of the trumpets. He continues, over the years, we've had hundreds of apports, hundreds of flowers, particularly. We also got things like a royal soldier's button, which came on what we called soldier's night, the Saturday nearest to November the 11th. And on another occasion on one of those nights, we had a beautiful poppy apported in. This was a cloth poppy, not one of the current plastic ones. And when sunrise came, On the 52nd sitting, 
He built himself from the ground up and brought with him a beautiful feather. In January of 1954, at a special sitting, we received an apport, a little bell, which still rings today and hasn't lost its shine. For us, though, by the fifth week, we had a voice coming through one of the trumpets. This was fast and remarkable progress. Five weeks of sitting? People sit for years and get nothing. I know we were privileged. What I hadn't realized was for those war years, when my mother and father and Doris were going around there, the spirit people were building power. They were creating an energy in that room. So when we started sitting, they were able to draw and use that energy. On that fifth week, one of those trumpets lifted. We heard a voice, and the voice said, I am trying. I am trying. And that was it. But that was Aunt Ag, my mother's sister. It was the first time she tried to speak. Since then, we've had hundreds of voices come through the trumpets over the years. One particular man was Sam, Gladys's dad, who had such an affinity for the trumpet. He came most weeks. He could speak through it so clearly the same way he used to speak when he was alive. Other people found it very difficult. I don't think it's easy for the spirit people to learn the technique of speaking through the trumpet, but Sam mastered it and used it regularly. 30 weeks into sitting, we had different kinds of phenomena too. We had spirit lights appear out of nowhere. Beautiful lights shining, going on, going off, all part of the circle's development. Then we had spirit writing, and I don't mean automatic writing. We used to put a piece of paper on a board, leave a pencil, and set it in the center of the room. Some would say, shh, listen, listen. And you could hear the pencil moving on the paper. And when we were finished and the light came on, there was writing done on the paper. We had names that were on the paper. Jack, Agnes, Mona. Ivy. Also, one person wrote, not blind now. And we wondered what that was about. It was a good friend of the family's who had been blind when he was here. He was in the spirit world now, and he put, not blind now. I'd like to talk now about ectoplasm and materialization. Ectoplasm is material. It's solid material. It's not ghostly, it's not airy-fairy, it's a solid material, and it's vibrant. It's a material between the spirit world and the physical world, and they can do anything with it. When they were experimenting, they put their hands in front of a plaque. We saw fingers first, then we saw a hand, then we saw two hands, different sized hands, and the plaque was being moved around by the spirit people, not by us. And it moved around the room so that we could all see their hands. And then we were allowed to touch their hands. You must know that you don't do anything without asking permission from the spirit people. You work in cooperation. You give, they give, and then we all receive. When we touched them, their hands felt like our hands, fleshy hands. We asked them if it would be possible to see them with a red light on. We all wanted that. We were hoping to see materialization in the red light. So they approved. We had the red light on. We sang our bright and cheerful songs. And in the middle of the room, we saw whiteness on the floor. And it started building up. You must know, my mother is still sitting there. She's in the corner of the room. And as we're watching this white form build, and suddenly, it was a person with a face, two hands and two arms stretched out towards me. I was sitting there a bit apprehensive for sure, but I wasn't frightened. I had been to Helen Duncan's circle before the war, so I witnessed some of this. Two hands came out towards mine, held my hands, and put four carnation flowers in my hands. Now these were apports. Aunt Ag, who was the lady standing there, had brought me four carnations. She said, 
These are for you, Tom. I was sitting there. I could feel her. I could feel these flowers. I was holding them so tightly. The word I would use is gobsmacked. Getting these flowers from a woman who passed four years ago. We could all see her. That was our first full materialization. We were then told that we could bring some guests into the circle. We brought Mr. Jones. He was a surgeon, a medical man, highly respectable and very well known throughout the Northeast. Mr. Jones had mentioned that if he met Aunt Ag, that he would like to feel her pulse. At the next sitting, Aunt Ag materialized. She said, Mr. Jones, I understand you'd like to take my pulse. She held out her arm, lifted her robe, the red light was on, and he stood up. He put his fingers on her wrist the correct way and stood there for about half a minute. He said to her, Thank you, Mrs. Hammond. You live. In other words, the pulse was there. A strong pulse was there. She said, Thank you, Mr. Jones. I am living and I will continue to live. Isn't that wonderful? We all witnessed it. A materialized person standing there, talking to Mr. Jones, saying, I am living and I will continue. Mr. Britton Jones became a real asset to our circle. In May 1947, he was given permission to cut a piece of ectoplasm from Aunt Ag's robe, which was then put into a jar and set on the mantelpiece at the time. The spirit people also put a liquid into the jar. Mr. Jones took it with him to the hospital, centrifuged it, and came up with a crystalline substance, very similar to bleach. Let me stress here that before you do any experiments of this nature in your home circle, that you have the full permission and authority of your spirit helpers because the safety of the medium who is in complete trance at the time is of paramount importance. As for photographs, in October 1947, we got the first one. First, it was very hit or miss because it was all taken in a simple red light. Not very bright, but sufficient. The first picture we got was Granny Lumsden standing by the side of the fireplace. A couple months later, in January 1948, we were able to take some more photographs. The exposure times varied from two minutes to seven minutes. We had the camera set up on the tripod, the same tripod used every time. I found a photograph of Granny, and she looks exactly like the person who materialized in our circle. She was very small, about four foot eleven, a real chatty person who used to dash around. And in the spirit world, she has the same personality, same granny. She used to love to chat to the guests in the circle. One night, she said to one of the guests, would you like to feel my feet, love? So I said, granny, what did you say? Feel your feet? Yes, yes. I thought our guest might like to feel my feet. Well, I said, why should she want to feel your feet? She said, when I lived here on your side, I was warm, but my feet were always stone cold. I suffered from cold feet. And when I get back into this stuff, I'm warm, but my feet are still cold. Granny said, come on, let's have a go. This was the kind of atmosphere our home circle was. So I said to the woman, okay. I bent down with the woman and said, Granny, put your foot up. I lifted her foot and held it in my hand. We touched her foot. It was stone cold. I even said, good heavens. Then I said, let's find your hand. That was quite warm. Granny said, well, I told you, didn't I? I told you my feet were cold. We all had a real good laugh. And then one week, when we had no guests, I said to Granny, Hey, Granny, are your feet still cold tonight? She said, no, no, not tonight. I said, come on now. You said that when you get into this stuff, your feet are always cold. She said, yes, that's right. So I said, well, what do you say? She says, well, we haven't got any guests tonight, 
so I haven't brought my feet. I said, you what? She bent down, lifted up the gown, pulled it waist high, and there was nothing. Granny was standing there, moving around the room, but there was nothing below the waist. I could see straight through her to my father on the other side. She dropped her gown down and moved about. It's really wonderful what they can do. We can't understand it and we can't explain it. They can't even explain it to us. But there she was, complete, with no feet. And we all had a good laugh. You'll be very happy to know that before Tom passed, he wrote a book. It's called Life After Death, Living Proof. And there is a picture of Granny Lumsden on the front cover and Aunt Ag inside the book. And the book is loaded with stories and pictures. We'll be back in a moment with more stories from the Saturday Night Club. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Listen anytime, anyplace. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today 
at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren. And now, here's more Shades of the Afterlife. Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're hearing stories from Mr. Tom Harrison about the home circle he and his family and friends had called the Saturday Night Club back in the 40s and early 1950s. You might be thinking to yourself at this point, if physical mediumship is real and it's so great, why haven't I heard about it before? I can tell you, This was the predominant form of mediumship back in the 1800s, early 1900s. But as the Great Wars came, of course, there was a lot of death. It gave rise to con artists having so-called seances, telling people they could bring in their deceased loved ones. All kinds of magic tricks were invented. People fell prey to it and lost not only a lot of money, but lost the belief in the reality of these circles. Many circles continued, and I believe they continue to this day, but because they're done in the dark with a little red light on, to invite in someone from the public, it can be very open to ridicule. The good news is the spirit world knew they wanted to continue working with people to let people know that they're still around, and the birth of evidential or mental mediumship started. You can research names like Gordon Higginson, who had all the kinds of mediumship. He was an evidential medium, also a physical medium, and a trance medium. There's an older gentleman still around, Stuart Alexander, but he started the Noah's Ark Society. They had a newsletter that would go out And people could learn how to have their own circles and they could write in and report what was happening in the circles. He even published an audio set of old time spiritualists telling their stories of what happened in the seance room. I can tell you where to find that later. But rest assured, the book, Life After Death, Living Proof by Tom Harrison is filled with stories. Tom's wife, Doris, passed before he did, and Tom remarried, and he married Anne. Anne, I told you, I met several years ago. Anne has been in touch with Tom through these home circles of Stuart Alexander, and she's so passionate about sharing physical mediumship and these connections through the veil. She wrote a book called Harrison Connections. Tom Harrison's desire to communicate. Plus, she created a publishing company, the Saturday Night Press, which publishes books on physical mediumship and more. So let's continue with some words from Tom about the photographs. Like I said before, within the book, Tom's got lots of pictures. One is a picture of his grandfather, who's in the spirit world, standing next to Tom's dad, who is not in the spirit world, complete with a long black beard that he had. He also has a picture of his mother, Minnie, and the ectoplasmic rod holding the trumpet out. In time, they started using infrared technology to capture the pictures. Tom wants everybody to remember that the reason these people could materialize is because they were always connected through ectoplasm underneath the curtain back to his mother, Minnie, sitting in the corner of the room. It's often asked when you see these people, why are they wearing a robe and why can you only see their face, not their whole head? Tom says the answer is simple. It's because of taking a photograph. It takes a tremendous amount of power and energy for them to put their likeness on a picture. In their normal circle, 
without the photographs being taken, they could see the hair, the face, more details. Tom shares about the voice box, that it was built with ectoplasm inside the trumpet and allowed people to speak with their own voice, or they used his mother's voice box, but still it sounded like their own voice, and the trumpet amplified the voice. I'd like to read to you now some of the notes from the sittings from Tom Harrison's book. December 28th, guests, Mrs. Shipman, their relatives, John Newton and Marjorie, and my mother's sister, Mary, on holiday from Bristol. Aunt Ag built first to greet her sister, who, in her young days, was an excellent mental medium. She then spoke and shook hands with John and Marjorie. Granny Newton followed, joined John and Marjorie's hands, and gave them a chrysanthemum. Granny Lumsden came for Doris, held her hand, and said they were doing all they could do to help her. Mr. Shipman then built, took hold of Sidney and Mrs. Shipman's hands, but was unable to speak. The last to build was my father's mother, Grandma Harrison, who stood Dad and me up, one on each side of her, in the middle of the room. Keeping hold of her hands, she said, God bless you, to my father, and called me Sonny, by which name I was known to the family for many years and was the only name my grandmother ever used to me before passing to the spirit world. Sunrise spoke again, just to say farewell, a new word for him. January 4th. Guests, Aunt Mary, Mrs. Irwin, who was the wife of Mr. Jones's closest surgeon colleague at the hospital. Sam Bilt gave Gladys a chrysanthemum flower and held her hand very tightly. Aunt Ag came again, spoke very clearly, gave Aunt Mary a flower, walked around the room, shook hands with Mrs. Irwin, Mr. Jones, and my father. I was able to feel her gossamer-like robe, which was wonderfully soft. I asked her whether Uncle Jack could come to meet his sister Mary, which he did next, but could not stay long and was only able to say, Hello, Mary, but at least they met and saw each other face to face. Mr. Jones's mother, then built quite clearly, called him Brit, my boy, and he introduced her to Mrs. Irwin. Mrs. Irwin's grandmother, then built, but unfortunately was not strong enough to speak. Sunrise told us the power had gone and we needed to sing again, which of course we did. January 11th. Only six sitters tonight as both Mrs. H and Mr. J were away. We started at 8 p.m. with the brighter light again and nothing happened until 8.45 when Sunrise controlled my mother to say that the light was still too bright without a cabinet. We dimmed it and continued to sit. Mona Hildred built very clearly to bring Gladys a flower for her mother's birthday that very day. My father's father built clearly but could not speak much. Doris's aunt Ada then came to give her a carnation. Finally, Sam Hildred built and gave Gladys a flower for his wife's birthday. Special note, before we dimmed the red light, Sunrise said he would try to show us the ectoplasm coming from my mother. We soon saw a white mass in front of my mother's stomach, which gradually extended for about 12 inches, stayed there for three to four minutes, and then gradually went back and disappeared. A very interesting and instructive experiment. Sunrise then commented on two other matters. Firstly, since sitting 32, we had no trumpet voices, only materializations. He said we could have the trumpet again whenever we wished without any special notice or preparation. Secondly, we could have a brighter light for the materialized forms if my mother was partitioned off sitting behind a curtain in a cabinet. A cabinet, in seance terms, is usually a tall four-sided enclosure in which the medium sits. The front of it has a curtain, which can be drawn or held back by the spirit people when necessary. We thanked him for the excellent news, and by the following week, Sidney had fixed a long piece of blackout curtain to a wooden pole, which rested on the picture rail 
across the corner to the left-hand side of the fireplace to create a simple cabinet. The space above the pole to the ceiling caused them no problems, and that acted as our cabinet for all the years we sat. January 18th, first sitting with the cabinet, which was used from this week onwards. Tried with a brighter light, but had to dim it, this time on request from sunrise. First to build was Granny Harrison, my father's grandmother, who stayed only a few minutes and was unable to speak. Aunt Ag followed, standing just free of the curtain alongside the fireplace. As I went over to meet her, I talked to her about them signing their names on the sheet of paper, and I asked whether she perhaps signed her name in my notebook using my pen. After a little hesitation and chuckle, she said she had not held a pen for many years, but she would see what she could do. She took my pen in her hand. I held my notebook in front of her, and she signed her name, Agnes. Splendid evidence of her physical presence in an ectoplasmic body. Uncle Jack came later, shook hands with everyone, and told me he would sign his name next week. After Uncle Jack went, Sam Hildred built for only a few minutes, and finally Uncle Jack came back to hand me two flowers for his daughter's birthday on the 23rd of January. It was particularly interesting that he called her by his nickname for her, Bun. Her real name was Bessie. I was delighted to take her the flowers the following Sunday. Can you hear it in my voice how much I love these stories? It seems so hard to believe, but I know I've sat in seances with Scott Milligan. I've been touched by spirit people's hands. I have felt them. I've felt the warmth. I've heard children in the room, presents being unwrapped, things played with, trumpets floating around the room, stopping right in front of my face and talking to me. It's awesome. When we get back from the break, some more stories and then how you can get involved with physical mediumship. Hmm. (laughs) We'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) 
What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's producer Tom, and you're right where you need to be. This is the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Happy holidays from all of us at the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now back to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I hope you're enjoying this conversation about physical mediumship. I love it. I always think if you want to know that the afterlife is real, do your own experiments, do your own reading, get involved, talk to your loved ones, take a course in mediumship. So many different ways to do it. I don't know if you've been following what we've been up to at wedontdie.com, but we're now producing our second movie which is going to be about evidential mediumship. I really recommend that people take a class in mediumship, not to be a medium, but because you understand how your psychic communication system works, how you give and perceive information. And mediumship is just one slice of that psychic pie. And when you're able to give a reading to another person, even if not all of it is correct, because you're practicing, but you actually feel like you are that spirit person. You experience memories that aren't associated with your life. You may taste a certain dessert on your tongue or beer or smell a cigarette smoke or hear a song. There's so many things. And then when you verbalize them to your partner in the Zoom breakout room and they say, yes, it's amazing to feel what it feels like. And to me, that's one of the best ways to know that the afterlife is real. The movie, which you can follow how we're doing on it at mediummovie.com, follows the teachings of Carrie McLeod and Phil Dykes that you heard on Shades episode number two of what mediumship is, what it isn't. And I've been rather anti-mediums lately because far too many of them are not very good They charge $200, $300, $400, an hour. And I've received so many emails about poor quality of readings and negative things people have said about their loved ones with no ethics. So we're out to raise the level of mediumship, make sure mediums have a money back guarantee and so much more. So yes, come join us, take a class. And I say that because... Sitting for the spirit world yourself, whether you want to create a home circle or you just want to learn how to have that gentle blend with your spirit team. To me, Scott Milligan is the best teacher for trance, the altered states, and physical mediumship. We created a guide to home circles, complete with music to play, how to sit, how to get your sitters over 20 hours of material for less than $100 with a money-back guarantee. Maybe your thing, may not be your thing, but I wanted to throw it to you out there because we would all like to experience these things. What could be better than having it develop in your own home with your own spirit team? 
Without risk, there's no reward. That's what my dad always used to say. I would like nothing more than to have physical and trance mediumship be more prevalent in the world. To attend a physical medium seance is rare to do. I know Scott Milligan does them a few times a year. You can find him at wedontdie.com. Just click on Scott Milligan. You can see his upcoming events, what we have online, that Home Circle course. Also earlier, I told you about the recordings from the Noah's Ark Society through Stuart Alexander. You can find those on that page as well. There are physical mediums out there that are charging a lot of money, that are doing some weird stuff. For instance, gemstones (laughs) come out of places that shouldn't come out of those places on a human body. There's not evidence of the spirit world, but let your soul and your common sense dictate what's right, what's wrong. Okay, when something seems too good to be true, very often it is. But I know from my own experiences with the wonderful courses with Carrie and Phil and Scott that they are real. Let me get back to the Noah's Ark Society for a moment. Our friend Nick from Banyan Retreat created a website, Noah's Ark Society Archive.org. That is a place that you can go and find all the newsletters from all the people that were practicing these home circles around the world. Also, I invite you to visit Anne Harrison's website, snppbooks.com. Stands for the Saturday Night Press Publications, books.com. And the book I've been talking about and reading from is Life After Death, Living Proof by Tom Harrison. We have time for another story from the Saturday Night Club. January 25th, guest, Mrs. Shipman. First materialization was Mr. Shipman, who handed two tulips to his wife. Ivy Hudson then built and brought a tulip for her father's birthday today, which Doris was delighted to take to him the next day. Sunrise then said there was a gentleman present who was unable to build, but gave the initials J.J., followed by Thompson who was recognized by Mr. Jones as the district tuberculosis officer from Darlington. His message to Mr. J was that he was on the right lines, which pleased Mr. J greatly, as this was only his third sitting, and now he was a regular member of our circle. Aunt Ag came for her usual chat with Mr. Jones, and he felt her pulse again. Sunrise said there was only enough power left for one more, and Sam and Uncle Jack had to decide who would come. Sam agreed it should be Uncle Jack, so he could sign his name, which he did. He did comment that it didn't feel like he was using his hand, which I suppose was quite likely, as he had been passed over for almost 20 years. Fortunately, Sam was still able to build for a few moments, and Mrs. Hildred kissed him. She said his face felt quite flesh-like and alive. Another splendid evening. February 15th. Sunrise and Sam both spoke through the trumpet, each for about 10 minutes. Sam was explaining about the different planes in the spirit world. As he said, like Middlesbrough and Redcar, a seaside resort about 10 miles away, so you can visit other people but aren't always very close to each other. Then Mr. Roeder materialized this time. He felt much stronger. He invited us all to feel his beard, which felt very natural. There were three tulips on the floor when we switched on the light. February 22nd. This turned out to be a most memorable sitting. After three spirit visitors had spoken through the trumpet, my mother's father, Granddad Besant, materialized. So this was a very special occasion for me. Granddad had passed almost 30 years earlier when I was only a few months old. And although he had nursed me, talked to me, and showed me much affection, I had no recollection of him. Now here he was, a tall, upright man, complete with a dark mustache and a full beard. 
I walked across to him and felt his strong grip as we held hands, hands much larger than my mother's. It was a very emotional moment for me, and for him too, I suppose. He stayed and talked for about three minutes, and although I cannot recall what we said to each other, I remember him saying, feel my beard, boy, feel my beard. I reached up, for he was much taller than me, and felt this very soft hair, which was, of course, ectoplasm in yet another form. When we told my mother after the sitting, she was as thrilled as I and commented that he had always been very proud of his beard and had tended to it daily, hence his request for me to feel it. So his physical appearance was still as important to him now as it had been before his passing, and he wanted me to share it with him. The Saturday Night Club was over eight years old. There were plenty of experiments and requests they had of the spirit world, but unfortunately, Tom's mother, Minnie Harrison, battled cancer and lost that battle in 1958. Tom spent the rest of his remaining days until 2010 sharing the good word of the reality of the afterlife. Now, Ann Harrison holds the torch, and I will do my very best, along with my other friends at wedontdie.com, to keep it going. Here's some final words from Tom. In the 30 years before moving to Spain, when I gave my illustrated talks about the circle, I always invited questions and comments from the audience at the end of each talk. Unfortunately, at the end of the book, there can be no such open session. But for those readers wishing to investigate further, there will always be someone or some reliable and helpful organization to turn to. Seek and ye shall find. What was witnessed in our home circle was undeniable living proof to all of those present, but can never be proof to anyone else. And I would never suggest it should be. For you as the reader, it can be nothing more than evidence. I trust I have impressed you as a genuine and honest witness. I have no reason whatsoever to be otherwise. But as Professor Fontana says, the final judgment is still yours. Accept only what appeals to your reasoning and current level of understanding. Bearing in mind how perception changes with increased knowledge. And what at the beginning of this book was almost unbelievable may now be more acceptable to your reasoning. Your personal proof may be years ahead or just around the corner. So at all times, keep an open mind ready to seize it when it presents itself. And his final quote by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, when you have excluded the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Please be sure to check out all past episodes at shadesoftheafterlife.com. Come visit me on a free Sunday gathering with medium demonstration at wedontdie.com. In closing, my name is Sandra Champlain. Remember, you are an eternal soul having a human experience. When the day comes to cross that bridge, as long as we can find a physical medium, we can come back. Thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are, and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.